So one of the one of the things we're really striving on and improving on is we're not focusing on the personal when something happens. We're focusing on the the system aspects. You know, it's it's not who failed, but but what failed, and and really driving our improvements based on better being a better learning organization. And Tesla's quick at that. You know, we really are just uh, getting more and more into strengthening our learning when incidents do happen. That's a nice way to start a podcast, don't you think? Kind of a nice little bump into the bump into the podcast. That is Lori Shelby from Tesla. And Tesla's been in the news a lot, and Lori and I had a little chat, and that's what's coming up on today's podcast. Hi, everybody. I'm Todd Conklin. This is Pre-Accident Podcast. Welcome. I'm glad you're here. If you're new to the pod, uh, you're. I'm so glad you're here. I mean, you're more than welcome. It's a little community of people that get together and talk about sort of this new view on safety, safety differently. If you're an old hand at the pod, been listening a while, I think you're going to enjoy this podcast. It's uh, It's got a lot going for it. It is a gorgeous but windy time of the year for us. I don't know what it's like for you guys. If you're on the East Coast, the weather's just, I don't know how, I mean, I can think of nice ways to say it, but sucky is the word that comes to mind. The West Coast, well, you've even been cold when I've been there. And in the middle of the country where I live, the flyover area, I believe it's affectionately called, it's just been windier than crap. I mean, like like nutty windy. But that's the way spring is in many places. And I think I tend to forget about wind until it happens, but it's not the end of the world. It makes flying interesting. I mean, it makes flying kind of exciting. You know, lots of bumping. And speaking of exciting flying, that's been going on as well. So um, the podcast today is going to focus on kind of an approach at looking at what succeeds. So if you followed the news much in the last month, maybe month and a half, um, there's been quite a push to look at one organization um, for lots and lots of really contextually rich reasons and to look and focus almost entirely on on lagging indicators, days away and reportable time numbers. And we all know, because we talk about this a lot, that those really tell the story of what happened. They don't tell the story of what's going to happen, that what's happening. And so I had the opportunity to sit down with Lori Shelby and talk to her a little bit about not really what's happened in Tesla, although that story is super interesting, but really to kind of push towards what's happening in Tesla, what's changed in the period of time she's been at the helm of the safety program of probably one of the more interesting startups in the world. Uh, certainly, certainly a startup that's got lots of attention. Elon Musk brings a certain amount of, uh, of panache to this story because of the notion of, of being very agile, uh, moving very quickly, um, depending on data, counting on information, and then responding, kind of a scrappy organization, an organization that can, can do things quickly and, and do things in a prototypical way. They can, they can micro-experiment things in order to create a system that is efficient really in three dimensions, forward, backwards, up and down. Is that four? That might be four dimensions. You know what I mean. I'm, you smart people know exactly what I mean. That makes them attractive. It also probably makes them, to a great extent, a target. 
And uh, and that's been kind of the interesting part of uh, this whole journey. So that's what we talked about. I, I mean, it's always fun to talk to somebody in a startup. It's really fun to talk to somebody in a startup that's moving as quickly as possible. Because if you've forgotten all the things that your organization has that you rely on foundationally as kind of the safety foundation upon which your programs are built, a startup is going to have to build all of those things kind of from scratch. And um, and that's an interesting part of this story as well. So I can talk a long time. I mean, I got plenty of stuff to say, but it might be more interesting to actually listen to the podcast. So here it comes. If you get a chance, subscribe, tell your friends. Everybody's welcome. That's always great. And it's always fun to talk to you. But first, let's talk to Lori Shelby. And she would see, I can't even say, I'm so excited I can't talk. See what she has to say. There it is. About the journey that Tesla is on from today moving forward. Well, hi, Todd. This is Laurie Shelby. I am the EHNS Vice President at Tesla and happy to uh, talk with you today. I want to talk about some of the great things we're doing here at Tesla. Well, it's uh, completely a pleasure to always talk to you, Laurie. Always, 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 always. And you guys have... Uh, it's uh, it's really great to get an opportunity to do a little chat with you because you've been in the news recently, um, especially on the we safety. Have? Yeah, I, I don't know if you've <laughs> noticed, but on the uh, on the safety side of the house, and uh, the news seems to focus kind of entirely on on what's wrong. But I'm actually much more curious about what's going right at Tesla. So let's approach this conversation by talking about what's happening at Tesla and what are you doing to sort of move Tesla to the next level of safety. Yeah, well, it's, it's actually a pleasure to talk about that. So thanks for asking. So we are at Tesla, we're over 160 strong EHS professionals globally. So we have a really, you know, solid staff. We're, we're almost uh, 40,000 uh, employees globally as well. So it's a, it's a growing company. One of the, you know, I've been here, actually it's six months yesterday. I've been here at, at Tesla, and one of the key things we're focusing on and what really was wonderful the day I walked in is Tesla works on something called the first principle thinking, and it's really you know, getting to the simplest answer. And when you talk to, talk to Elon, his definition of safety really starts with um, focusing on controls and finding solutions. So day one, when I walked in, what was already great is, is having that, that first principle thinking already moving, you know, so we're not walking into a staunchy, you know, leadership team and ops team that, that was focusing in on, on lagging indicators. So, so that was, that's one of the first things. What's going right is, you know, we've, our safety, strategy. I'll just talk safety. Not, we can also put in health there. It's about doing the basics right. We are focusing on making sure we engage with our, our associates, our operators, and then reducing risk by focusing on controls and a fail-safe uh, with a fail-safe uh, mentality. So let's recap those because so I don't want to miss that. So it's focusing on what's right engaging your workers 
and managing the ability to fail safely. Did I hit those? Correct. Okay, so yep. those those he are kind of your core, those did. are the core principles. Now, did did you bring those in um, when you came, or, or are you building on sort of the principles that were there, or did you add to that or subtract from that? What what did you do differently when you came in? Oh, and happy six month birthday! I know. Thank you. Um, you know, a lot of it was already in place, but, you know, I'm developing it and growing it based on, you know, a lot of work that we've done together, Todd, and, and understanding, you know, how to, you know, people are going to make mistakes. We've got to design safety into the system. Um, for example, what was already in place is the Model 3, the safety team here, the ergonomics team and the safety team actually designed safety into the Model 3. So when we're building the Model 3, you know, the reach and the ergonomics of building the car was actually built into it. So that was already moving and fantastic. And that's, that's paying lots of rewards right now as we build the model three. So I'd have to say it's a little bit of both. I, I'm certainly bringing my, my expertise and years, years and years and years of experience <laughs> to the startup company. I mean, that's what's the energy here at Tesla is, is always going strong, and that energy always helps when it comes to to safety. Uh, the associates, so our our team on the floor, building the cars or putting the roofs on, uh, are very engaged in the safety program. Actually, just uh, at the end of this year, we did like a survey, and it was anonymous, so people could you know they didn't have to say who they were, but you could actually tell where they were in the organization. Like 84% of our associates said that Tesla cared about their health and safety and well-being. So, I, you know, that's, that's probably the most important metric I could ever have and want to, you know, continue to see that, that move up. How are you keeping that engagement? So that, how, do you, how do you keep them engaged like that? Or how, how do you start that engagement and how are you keeping that engagement? You have small group sessions. You have active safety committees. Safety committees. You have we have a really cool uh, find it fix it that that I did bring in when I came over from from my other place, and that engages employees. They will find things, they'll fix them. If they can't fix them, they can uh, work with the EHS department. They can work with their supervisor. But one of the coolest things that I've never had at a, at a job is they actually have a design group. So if an employee has an idea. They, they send it to the design group and they prototype it. And I've seen things prototyped within hours. They go back on the line from an employee's suggestion to be fixed. I think one of the coolest ones I saw um, about a month ago was really just somebody putting a chain up behind a, a Roku chair that allows you to move in and out of the car so it reduces ergonomics just so nobody could walk behind it. So the person couldn't, you know, get hit by this chair as it's moving. But so many simple, great things. And that's going good. So, the, you know, the engagement of our workers, which, you know, that's <laughs> the most important thing. Are you, are, you getting really, a chance, are you getting a chance to tell those, those, those little success stories that add up to big success stories that add up to confidence for the whole plant, for the, for the globe? You know, we tell them internally. I don't get the chance externally to tell those stories, but we do have a, you know, we're building our communication process. So we get to share those across, across the plant. Um, I don't think you could ever communicate enough. We're right here. I'm today. I'm, I'm actually in sunny 
Fremont, California, which is just right outside of San Francisco. This morning, I was out at a at a flow down meeting, which is like a toolbox start a shift meeting. And the discussions were about, hey, what went right? What lessons did we learn from yesterday? It was, you know, energizing to see a lot of these practices already already in play. That's super important because the tendency to sort of bog down in the lagging indicators, and that's what, I mean, you're really seeing that like in the press is that the lagging indicators really tell the story of what used to happen and they don't really tell the story of what's happening. And, and that's an important story for us to tell. Yeah, it's a very, very important story. We're, we're also kicking off something that's we call it LIFE, and it stands for Life Altering Injury and Fatality Elimination. And it's very similar to what, you know, the safety professionals call FSI, Fatal, Fatal and Serious Injury, or SIF. We're calling it LIFE here. And we're digging into the data. So we're focusing our efforts on, you know, what are the most important areas for us to, to make sure we have, you know, working teams out on the floor looking for ways to improve, like for mobile equipment, you know, having the operators help us. Where do we need to focus improvements on? Where do we need more controls? Where do we more, need more, um, you know, more eyes on task? And so that's, that's super cool. The life program is something I'm really, I'm really excited about. The other thing we're doing that's right is we're just kicking off. We're getting a new medical clinic, and this clinic it's sourced from an outside vendor who is the best at ergonomics and and helping you know mitigate any type of injuries when they do occur. So getting that the right practitioners on site, but even better. We just contracted with a company called WorkRight, who's the um, early symptom intervention. So they're the industrial athlete, and they're going to be working like on the line with our ergonomist right next to our associates, recognizing when there's pain and discomfort and addressing it right away. And and it doesn't matter if it's pain or discomfort because somebody played, you know, softball or soccer, we're going to address it because you know, we care. And that's, that's what, that's what Tesla is all about. So those are some great things we're, we're building currently. What's your strategic path ahead? I can't even say it. What is your strategic, I can't talk. What is the strategic vision you have moving forward? Um, Really the, the strategy from, you know, continuing to focus on risk reduction, but, you know, looking at the risk, based on on the the incidents that have occurred so not i would say driving driving our control process from a strategy standpoint getting that that risk reduction of those controls in place and then having those controls be what we focus on making sure is always working and you know driving our leadership focus on those controls the so the risk reduction piece is, is huge from a, str- a strategy standpoint and using our life program to focus us in on where those areas are. The, the other piece is just continuing engagement of our associates and, um, you know, driving teams that, that can make the change and can, can help us improve along the way. It's, it's all about improvement. 
from, yeah, a, from I mean, a standpoint of a long-term strategy. I mean, I think that's exactly that's exactly the thinking I think we all need is that it doesn't really – the snapshot metrics aren't really very valuable. The much better metric is are we getting better? Are we vectoring always towards improvement? Because we'll have times of great speed and times of slowness, and all that kind of doesn't matter as long as we're moving forward step by step. That kind of leads me, your life yeah. program, are you going to couple your life program to hazard identification or to controls? You know, we were coupling it. We were using the data as the identification piece, and we were going to really focus it more on controls. But I'm open to I'm open to ideas there. you got to have both almost. Yeah, You've got to identify it. I think it has to be kind of balanced almost. It seems like you have to do both sides of it pretty well. Yeah, because if you get unbalanced, you you definitely will be focused too much maybe on the, the non-critical pieces. I mean, you, you can't let that drop off. You've always got to have that balance with compliance and control. But the controls is what's going to keep you keep you safe. The compliance piece is, is really what keeps, I think, keeps your, your strategy moving. It's, it's just the thing you've got to do. So there's really no way around it. But the control piece is what's going to keep those life events from not occurring, from those yeah. actual life events. So what's it like? So one of the, what's it like working in okay. a in a company in a culture that's that's as as innovative and as startupy as as one of Elon Musk's companies, a Tesla? I mean, what, how's that? That must be great. Oh, so energizing! Um, you definitely have to have a lot of energy to, to work here. Uh, there's everything is is in like hyperloop mode or hyperspeed. So you've got to be able to respond to the needs of production and engineering, you know, faster than I've ever had to in in my past my past positions. The the innovation piece, I mean, it's it's the innovation and the collaboration is just super cool. From I mean, I think that's what makes. Tesla so amazing is we have, you know, we have that collaboration and the innovation kind of working together. So it, what it does for safety professionals, or at least for me personally, is, is you can't, you got to think of things differently. Like at my last company, it, we wanted to make a change. You sit around, you talk through the change. There's a checklist everybody has to fill out and sign off on. At Tesla, it's like an EHS call in. We need you here now. We got to talk about this. We're going to do some pilots. We're going to do those micro experiments. They do a lot more, you know, micro experimenting. Is this going to work? Is this not going to work? And that is super cool because you try things that work. You try things that don't, but you know, it's, it's very fast paced. Has it caused you guys as safety pros to respond differently than the traditional approach? Yes. <laughs> What's that look you, like? What's you, that look like? You know, I'm just just thinking about when we, you know, when we walk through and we're we're talking with engineers and you're looking about a new way to, you know, to to address an issue, you have to think. Um, you really have to think faster on your feet. You have to look at what is. I mean, what is, what is the, it keeps going back to the controls because that's what, that's what really drives 
everything I do when I'm walking through the, through the facilities. You look at, okay, this will keep us safe, but this will keep us from, you know, from having something that'll, that'll shut down. So you have to think about kind of two phases. I mean, you just have to make decisions really more in the moment than in my past positions. So you have to really in, engage engage more with operations and engineering, like standing right there in the field, looking at a change that wants to be made and and then testing and verifying it right in the field in the moment. And that seems that like, sense? yeah, that makes tons, I mean, that makes tons of sense because it goes back to the idea of first principles. If you have to make quick prototypical decisions, you know, you're going to make quick prototype decisions immediately then really your standard is, does it meet our first principles? Is it the right thing to do? Is it engaging the workers? Is it is it causing us to improve? Is it moving us forward? That makes sense. Yeah. That makes even better sense. Exactly. So what message? And one of the, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to tell you one thing we are, we're doing, which I'm kind of what, what metrics are we watching? Because, you know, as you mentioned, the lagging indicators are, are exactly what they are. They're, they're lagging. They're in the past. Is we're actually working with, we're collecting all of our, we call them defenses or controls. And, you know, the leadership walks, the, um, the find it, fix it, the numbers. We're collecting those into a metric, multiplying it by 200,000 and dividing by hours work. And, and what we're going to be sharing, what we are sharing, is you see those numbers going up up and up and up. I mean, you want it to go to infinity all the way to Mars, you know, those numbers going up while, you know, the injury piece is, is going down. And it's, it's a really cool thing to grasp because it shows, it really shows the correlation of engagement more than anything. That's interesting too. And you're, and you're quantifying it for a whole factory full of engineers. That makes sense. Yeah, we're trying. Well, we got to have numbers, you know, that's, Uh. That's how engineers That's the are. the other big thing, yeah. You yeah. got to measure everything. You got to have data. You got to have data. So, But data is kind of, uh, data is the fuel, and collaboration is really the, the event. Collaboration is the energy, right? Um, that's what Chris Hart, in fact, the, the podcast right before yours, that's what Chris Hart talked about, and that's right on target. Oh, so really? Here's the ultimate question. What message would you want the world to know about Tesla that you're not being asked to talk about? that we are, safety is part of our DNA. And we care about every single person who walks through our door. It's, it's you know, Tesla seems to be portrayed as a non-caring, you know, we, we don't want to make sure our people get, are treated right, are part of the solution, and are taken care of when something happens. And that's not who we are. That's not, you know, that's not who I am. And as a leader, um, you know, I would never be a place that would that would uh, that would actually treat people that way. So we are fair. We are fun. We are fast. And it's it's part of our driven culture. So what what people need to know is. Is Tesla cares and we do the right thing. We are, you know, focused on getting a product out the door, which is crazy right now with the Model 3, but nothing's more important than, than our associates who are, you know, who are building it. 
They're fast, fun, and fantastic. I believe that's a, a sort of a paraphrase of what Lori said. But I think her, her, her last comment is nothing more important than the people who are building it. It, it, you really feel that when you interface with Tesla, but there is an energy there that's um, that's not present in other places, at least places I go to, and certainly no place I've ever um, been a part of. It's it's they move fast and they're really scrappy, and with that, I think they've had to learn, or maybe a better way to say this is they're learning how to do that in a process that's safe, stable that actually creates the outcome they want at every level from the engineering side to the production manufacturing side to the safety environmental health side. All those things play together. I've never seen a place that's more interested in, in um, soft tissue, in, in muscle stuff, and, and their use of robotics to really remove or, or, or make it easier to do the job safely and, and effectively and actually quite hard to do the job wrong. It, that's a pretty interesting part of, of how this looks. I, I actually think we ought to maybe have another conversation. And uh, I asked Lori, you know, what else What else are we missing? What haven't we talked about? And I, we covered a – this is a pretty good introduction. This is kind of a, a, an overview of what's going on in that company. It's getting so much attention that it's it's kind of worth it to – talk to the person who's sitting kind of on our side of the house in the driver's seat and really dealing with um, a big, complex, scrappy, fast-moving, pretty brand-new organization that's making products that haven't been made before and making them in such a way that they they want to really increase production while simultaneously increasing stability at, at every level. And I liked your idea of tying back into first principles. That That's a really good way. Is it the right thing to do? Does it reduce risk? Does it engage the workers? And then their pressure from the very beginning of this podcast to become better and better and better at learning is a huge part of what happens. And that really is uh, pretty much the journey we're all, all on together. Uh, we're just at different places. And some of us have... Um, maybe advantages over other places because we have some maturity and some time. And a lot of those early decisions and early hazards and early problems have been identified and mitigated or removed or engineered out of the system or controlled. And that is really important to the way we think of it. What do you think? Not a bad way to spend your uh, commute to work or your time in the shower or you're walking on Sunday or uh, whatever it is you do when you listen to the, when I'm in your ear. Uh, I know that this is a fun one, and I know this is uh, this is the kind of topic I, I really uh, I enjoy. I enjoy it immensely. But mostly, I like spending time with you. That's what's most important. It looks like the Denver meeting has uh, filled up, unfortunately, but I think we're working with maybe um, a moving one to Nashville and, and seeing if we can do that. I, I'm really shocked at how many of you guys want to come and spend time with us? That's so nice of you, and and it makes me happy. And happy is what it's all about. We all want to be happy. That's that's the goal. I guess that's it. I could talk more, but I don't know what else I'd talk about. So there we have it, man. That is the podcast for today. Stick around. Tell your friends. Bring in more people. Subscribe. Write a review. Do all that stuff that I ask you to do every single week. Until then, though. Have as much fun as you possibly can. Learn something new every single day. And for goodness sakes, be safe. 
goes around and around and around. Good goes around and around.